Hey, Peter. Yeah. I'd like to sign you to a 12 album deal for $100. And I own the masters. Okay. Is that 100 per record or for the whole deal? The whole deal. Okay. Sounds good. Where do I sign? I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily jazz and record deal business advice? I don't know. Listen, that's just the climate we're in right now. <laughs> really? Yeah, I think so. Uh, no, we that's kind of generous. That's actually not the climate we're in. It is. It's we usually gotta, you got to pay to play. That's right. Yeah. It is now. We got a question from Facebook about this from Sunny. But before we get into that, I just want to say that You'll Hear It podcast is sponsored by Open Studio. Go to openstudiojazz.com. Have you seen the new platform? Yes, I built it with you, remember? It's amazing, and man. a couple other people as well. Lightning fast. Yep. We got practice routines. We got quizzes. We got all the courses, of course, we've ever produced. I'm going to take one of those quizzes because I, I dare say I have I still have some things to learn, so I don't know. Brazilian jazz drumming, which was just released. Dude, I couldn't pass that quiz. Edu Ribeiro, yep. one of the best drummers I've ever heard in my life, and he's got an amazing course uh, that we just released here. Lots of transcription. Did you know that Edu is from, fun fact, the largest most populous city in South America. Uh, no, in, in the Southern Hemisphere, I should say. Actually, I'm not sure if that's true. South <laughs> America, for sure. Southern Hemisphere, maybe. Sao Paulo? Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo. Yeah. Uh, it, it really is incredible. And you know, the cool thing is if you sign up for the All Access Pass, which, by the way, is like super affordable now. Yeah, like, we lowered. Why did we do that? We I lowered, don't. We added more content, no, but lowered the it's price. It's always going to get better, and the price has gotten lower. But uh, if you get, if you become a member of the All Access Pass, you know, for the year, you get everything we have ever yeah. made, and then you get everything we will make in the coming year. And there's a lot of good stuff in the yes. pipeline, including uh, well, there's Adu's course that just got released last week. There's a composition uh, course from Edward Simon coming. There's an arranging course from Jeffrey Keyser coming. There's a jazz piano technique course. Coming from yours truly really? here. Did we agree to that? Okay, yeah. yeah it's all, it's happening, oh, man. Let's do it. Let's the, do it. The Trello card is already made. Let's so do it. it's got to happen. Yeah. yeah, and look, we're, we're, we consider us, consider us the, the, the all-access pass is like the Netflix of jazz instruction, except unlike Netflix, we're lowering the price instead of going up. I don't know why we're doing it. No, we're doing that because every other subscription is going up, so we're trying to give people a break. We, we want to get people Eventually, in. we'll all meet in the middle. We'll meet in the middle. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, but check it out. When you get a chance, openstudiojazz.com. But today we are talking about how you're going to fund all these wonderful open studio purchases with your big record deal. Your big time jazz record label deal. Yeah. And the big time record deal goes along with the big time records that are still being released (laughs) on LP pretty much. That's right. Yeah, exactly right. And cassettes. What do you know about cassettes? I know that that was the first way that I purchased music as a consumer was a cassette. I bought Michael Jackson's Bad uh, at Sam Goody. Wow. And uh, What was that? Probably Seven ninety nine, eight ninety nine. I think it was about. I think it was under ten dollars. Yeah. yeah, it came in one of those big, long plastic. You yeah. know, like it had like a, a a guard on it. Not environmentally friendly. I think so that you security though <laughs> put it in your coat or something. That's right. Yeah. I remember when the cassette. They, that's what they were so worried about. They're like, because I mean, LPs were harder to steal. Yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah. the cassette they were afraid, so they had to put some non environmentally friendly packaging. So we got a short message from Sunny and and asks, you know, is it worth going after a record deal today or is it better to just play well and build your market yourself 
Yeah, and look, I think everybody knows what we're going to answer on this. Actually, no, maybe no, nobody knows what we're going to answer. You know, on what? This. <laughs> I, I would I would say why why one or the other. First of all, that's my first instinct is is why not do both? Yeah, and I think before this is you know the question is 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 it worth going after record deal today or is it better to just play well and build your market yourself? Yeah, as you said, this does not need to be and or or binary kind of a thing. But I think the the bigger question is like let's always put before us. You know, um, how do we get better as a jazz player? Yeah. How do we get better as a musician? That's so we're, this is what we're talking about usually. But I've paramount. never been one to be like everything else will fall in place. Yeah. Because not everything always. You got to put in some place. hustle in for sure. Yeah. There, there's plenty of people with the right things and everything. So on the business tip, as we would say, um, I think that you want to leave your options open. You want to, you know, double down on the things that you're good and opportunities that you have and stuff. Mm. But you definitely want to leave your options open. So you don't want to look at this as an or. You know. Going after a record deal today is not like it was 20 years ago. Yeah, the record Certainly industry not like is, it was 40 years ago. The record industry has changed so much in the past 20 years. Uh, and and I think, Sonny, I don't know if you would consider like how it is today. Uh, even I, I don't know. I don't even major artists, not major artists, but certainly major jazz artists. You know, they're self-producing their content. Yes. <clears throat> and if a, a label picks it up, well, that's great. But that's. You know, I don't think anybody's banking on a label funding the record from the beginning and having an A&R person. Yeah. Help, you know what I mean? None of that is really around anymore, especially for more niche genres like jazz and classical and bluegrass and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, funding aside, we can maybe talk about that some. Uh, I mean, well, look, the thing with funding and, and money and all that, that really only comes into play in insofar as you have a quality product with an audience that will buy it yeah. of, of at least substantial enough numbers that we're talking about some money that matters. Yeah. It's amazing to me how many musicians, younger musicians, especially that I'll hear talking about, well, it's, they're going to try to give me this amount. This I'm like. How many you and you know, and for this many units or whatever, like, do you understand how many units a great selling jazz album actually is right now? We're not necessarily talking about. I mean, it can get into some somewhat sizable figures, but it's only one piece of the beautiful pie that jazz actually can be, yeah. and 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 artistic music, improvised improvised music, music that people want to come and. I mean, there's still. People, I don't think there's any less. I think if anything, there's the potential for a bigger market right now for creative music. Things are very fragmented in a way in the entertainment world in general, but mm-hmm. that really works in our favor because we are in such a niche thing. That's always worked in the favor of the jazz musicians. So it's very easy to look at it and be like, oh, there's nothing there. Yeah. But look, people still love music. You know, that's <laughs> never going to change. Yeah. I mean, there, there's ups and downs and recessions and all these kind of things. But like. People never are like, oh, I don't like music anymore because of the political climate. No, I mean, if you have something good to say and you're willing to commit yourself to getting better and and to, and and to understand the the rules of the marketplace, even in artistic endeavors, there's an audience there. There's For sure. seven billion people in the world. You can't find a couple thousand. All you need is a couple thousand to follow you. And you, I mean, really, all you is okay. I'm gonna say this: so these <laughs> young musicians talking about, oh, I want to do this and I, I want to do that. You know, get ten people interested in what you do yeah 10 people get one person first then build to 10 people i'm talking about real followers i'm not talking about oh i bought instagram followers or i put a stupid thing up i'm talking about you put your music anywhere from instagram to making an lp to making a laser i don't care what it is but like you're putting your artistic vision out there 
and saying, I want to share. I want people to to, to consume what I have, mm-hmm. and I want to give them more. I, I want to give them something edifying that's going to uplift their life, that, they're, that they want to pay me money. And maybe I'm giving it to them for free at first, free, 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 and then I'll ask for something. But they're going to be, like, looking to give me money for it because they enjoy it so much, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So get 10 people. Then move to 40 people. Yeah. Then maybe you'll have 70 people, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, can that be done with a record deal? Yeah, but the people who I've seen who have the biggest record deals now, they're very much like they either built up their social media following or they did a self-produced album first or whatever. Like the climate of that's changing. A lot of people are like, oh, this is bad. That's good. Video. Video is a huge part video, of this now. Video, right. You know? Video killed the radio. What was it? Killed the record label. Killed the record labels. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, the, what, what an opportunity to be able to go in and with, with, with your phone even if you have to. Just record yourself playing something. It can be out there for the world to evaluate. And then maybe you get three people through YouTube that like your thing and you collect their email and you communicate with them. Like, But, I mean, we have that opportunity. It's whether or not you're going to do it. Can you sit and wait and, and find a record deal and, like, practice really hard and get good and then maybe there's an intersection with a record executive that gives you a deal? Yes, that's yeah. a possibility. But I wouldn't bank on it. I would have never banked on it, but especially not now. So yeah. it can't be your only energy. Yeah, not now. To answer your question directly, the, the, the second half of your question is, uh, or is it better to just play well and build your market yourself? You can't get a record deal at this in this current climate without building the market yourself first. Yeah. Like that just doesn't happen. Record labels are looking at you know, things like your social media followers and whether or not you already have a following. There's no risks being taken or artists being developed from a young age without a following already. Yeah, I mean, it's. I would say not, maybe not none, but it's highly unlikely. Very, very unlikely. Very, very unlikely. Definitely not something you'd want to plan around. Really not. No, no. I mean, I'm thinking about like, think about someone like Joey Alexander. Started off with a a viral video, you know, like like that seems to be a trend of people kind of making their own way uh, through video or some other source and then, or social media. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm thinking about uh, this young French keys player, Domi, right. Who just has like an insane social media presence on uh, Instagram and uh, Facebook. And she's like incredible technician and she still, she didn't put out a full album yet. Right. She has all this buzz. Right. So it's like, and I I know what some people are thinking. They're like, Oh, it's, uh, this has all been reduced down to, you have to be at, uh, a teeny bopper Instagram follower and everything, and no, the music no, no, is no. too good for that. No, these. Are, I mean, if you want to develop, you know, your product on on reel to reel and have it delivered by Carrier Pigeon, there's going to be some some hipsters out there that would love that. Do that. There is a service that does that. Is there something really? similar? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean that. It's all good. Like, be innovative. It doesn't. I mean, social media is just a cheaper way in. Yeah. It's accessible, but it, it's never been about that, and it, it's never been about the delivery. LP, social media, video, whatever. I mean, I think that it's it's good to take high quality content and try to deliver it in as high quality way as possible. I mean, yeah. I kind of you know that's one of my things with like i don't care about streaming whatever but like when the quality level goes down yeah and there's some like higher quality stream, I'm, I'm kind of more interested in that because the product when it's great it's fun to consume it and edifying when it's when it's in delivered great but that's another stuff no i know that's not i think that's very relevant to what we're saying here and i think the key to this whole thing sonny is to find the the medium hey, don't call him sonny he might be an older guy that's his name oh it's his name. is <laughs> find the medium the delivery hey, sonny you better listen to me <laughs> find that platform that fits with you, that fits with your music, yeah. find the audience, whether that's, you know, signing to a major label, if that's the kind of artist you are, yeah. or... That's just the vehicle. Or that's making, the- yeah, making a self-produced mixtape and doing it down in a tiny hole in the wall, a release and having 12 fans. You that's know, right. Like that kind of, whatever works for you at the time, do that and do it as... And I love as- that you said find, because I think, I don't want to pick Sonny's thing apart too much, but he says... 
Or is it better to just play well and build your market yourself? You don't need to build a market. You just have to find your market. They're there. There's people out there already. You don't have to build or manufacture. And sometimes record labels will make it seem like they will do that. They will provide that. And and sometimes maybe they can help connect mm-hmm. you in a way if you that, that you need that. And that, that can be a great thing. They can it still support, happens. but they can't they do can, it all. No. Yeah. But we don't necessarily need them to do it all. And, and I think more what we see are successful collaborations with labels now. Uh, especially in the jazz world where the, the you know the you know the marketing if you think about marketing as being as just connecting people to a product that they need that solves a problem that they have which is like wanting to hear great contemporary jazz i mean not contemporary smooth jazz you know yeah. music that's being produced now i mean look if all people wanted was great music and that's all they needed then we wouldn't there would be no market for for recording anything because there's already a bun- bunch of great recordings out there and it'd be cheaper to just connect them with people that are dead and somebody else owns the masters too but people still want to like hear something follow somebody wow this up and coming whatever and then maybe catch them live. like it's all a piece of the the puzzle and the story that we have to tell and there's a lot of opportunity out there and um i think if you get this kind of a mindset you start to see what the possibilities are and then the record deal is a possibility but building it yourself and marketing yourself is in the meantime or some combination or one or the other everybody kind of you can see examples of your own journey but but it should take some pressure off to know that you don't have to build your market you just have to find your market that's right and for goodness sake make sure the music's good first oh, of course well we did say that first yeah but you just gotta have to reiterate to yeah yeah it's very hard to sell or to market um i mean look that's what you first you have to you know market and connect and then you have an opportunity to sell something i think a lot of times we want to because as musicians and artists like we don't have a full understanding of how this stuff works and we don't want to so we want to be like i just want to make the music and the record label will be the ones who sell it for me but generally there needs to be a step in between the marketing is and finding that product and market fit is about getting people like it's so much more exciting when you can connect directly, at least with those first ten people. Hmm. Then maybe fifty, maybe oh, I can't handle anymore. I need a light label. I need a publicist. I need a manager to to do the connections, and I'll just produce. That's fine. But at that beginning, you can start to actually understand what. I mean, you did this really good with your group with the four four. Like you built that as an organic thing in the audience, and then it got kind of bigger. And then, but you also got some feedback, right? At those at those early times, yeah. you know. So I mean, it's 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 all about doing this in an organic way and being engaged and being mindful and intentional. Have you noticed that we get very fired up when we talk about the record industry? I've yeah, noticed this I don't in know why previous episodes. Well, because we're kind of launching we a record like, label too. So yeah, yeah. Well, look out for that. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Sonny, for the question. It's great, and it's. I mean, the thing with this question is, if you go back and listen to this episode two two years from now, it could all be different. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> could be wrong. How, <laughs> could be wrong how, now. Maybe it'll get right. It could be. I mean, yeah. this is how the landscape is. It's always shifting. So yeah, come back and see us again. But soon. yeah, find those ten people. That's that's yeah, like the key. That's, key. that's the hardest, but it's the most. It's the most. Uh, um, those are your loyal long time like those are the ones that are going to tell you what they like and what they know that you can really build a, a career on you know what we haven't had in a while what an outgoing song sent to andrew kitchen to put at the end of an episode do we have time to do that today i, I mean like i'm just going to mention it if, if you have a tune that you would like to to hear played at the end of a you'll hear episode it's it, good please yeah. don't send us crap don't andrew send us is tired no. of crap Right no, actually, you know, we get more good than we get bad. We do. Uh, send it to Andrew at OpenStudioNetwork.com, and uh, yeah, maybe your tune could be at the end of an episode. That Not today, though. You know, today, today is we're doing the classic, right? Emotion here. in motion. That's right. From Peter Martin. Trio. Every day, I'm making bank from myself. <laughs> I'm paying myself for this every day. It's great. Till tomorrow, you'll hear it.